Hello, and welcome to Missing an Audience. In each episode, a different guest from the arts world will talk about how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected their practice, how they see things changing going forwards, and about their memories of being part of or creating for audiences. Our aim with this podcast is to hear from and reach as many different people working or studying in the arts as possible, to connect over what we miss and have lost, what we have to look forward to, and what needs to change. We also hope to spread awareness of charities or arts groups struggling at this time. We need the arts, and we need audiences. Culture is for entertainment, protest, education, therapy, employment, inspiration and connection. It must survive. Our guest today is actor and co-founder of Muck and Rumble Theatre Company, Rhiannon Handy. Specialising in promoting new writing, Muck and Rumble have produced online plays in lockdown, including an interactive series in aid of Roald Dahl's Marvelous Children's Charity. Throughout December 2020, they have created a virtual advent calendar, sharing videos of theatre professionals offering advice to early career artists. Trained at ArtZ and RADA, Rhiannon has worked as an actor with the RSC, the BBC, and on national touring productions with companies such as Bill Kenwright Limited. Past credits include Ten Times Table, Gaslight, The Comedy of Errors, Improbable Fiction, Love Sacrifice, and The Lost. Hello, my name's Jake Leonard. I'm the creator and host of this podcast, and I'm a freelance theatre director. Hi, Rhiannon. Thanks very much for joining us. How are you? My pleasure. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, thank you very much for asking. Yeah, no, I'm all right. I'm just, you know, <laughs> waiting for the year to be over. <laughs> aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I say that as if it's going to make a massive amount of difference, but you know. I like... know, and it's really not. I'm really worried about after Christmas, actually. I feel like people go, Christmas, Christmas, and then it will be January and everyone will be very sad because it will be the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Let's be optimistic. Yes, this is the Christmas episode. Exactly. A little bit of magic. So, what have you been up to in the madness that has been 2020? <laughs> wow, okay. So, at the start of 2020, I was on a Bill Kenwright tour of an Alan Akebourne play called Ten Times Table. We were coming to the end of the tour and we were all laughing at people in London stockpiling toilet rolls and not taking it very seriously at all. We had a week off and then we were due to finish the tour in Brighton and we didn't say goodbye to each other because we thought we'd be seeing each other in two weeks time to do Brighton and we never did. Um, <laughs> So I was in London for the first lockdown and it was very intense. It was like a video game. Everything was shut and boarded up. First lockdown ended, I got out and have come to the countryside for a bit more perspective on things, which I'm really lucky and really grateful to have been able to have done. But I strongly recommend just going for a long walk whenever you can, because it's been a lifesaver for me this year in the city or out of the city. Yeah, it's always good to clear the head, isn't it? And you've needed a clear head because one of the other things you've done in lockdown is set up a theatre company, Muck and Rumble. With two of my closest friends, Adam Lawler and Tristan Rogers. 
Tristan is a comedic writer, sketch writer and actor and Adam is a, I really don't know what to call him because he does everything apart from anything on the stage or in front of the camera. So he's like admin, creative, extraordinaire man. That's what I'm going to call him. But Mock and Rumble have been doing some very exciting things, haven't you? We have. It's so nice for you to bring it up. <laughs> First thing we did, we wanted to bring a live event that is normally done in a theatre or at a night at the theatre and bring that experience online. So basically, we work with a charity and we pick a kind of theme based around the charity. So this one, we chose Roald Dahl's Marvellous Children's Charity and decided to look at a Roald Dahl quote, a little bit of magic can go a long way, and asked for submissions of plays that were no longer than 10 minutes, all based around the theme, a little bit of magic. So we got over 120 submissions, read them all, chose a long list and then gave that to the directors and they picked their favourite and then they were sort of let loose. We made it very clear it didn't have to be fancy. It could be filmed on an iPhone. You could do it however you wanted. And it's just to kind of raise awareness for the charity. But it's, yeah, six new plays by writers, some who have written before, some who had never written before. It's just a real variety. Oh, that's brilliant. And it's available on Mug and Rumble's website. The link's in the episode description if anyone listening wants to enjoy it. And it's a kind of choose-your-own-adventure type thing. So the decisions you make and the options you choose lead you on to different paths and different stories. That's really fun. And, of course, you've done something for Christmas as well, haven't you? For Christmas, we developed an advent calendar because, you know, everybody is counting down to Christmas this year. <laughs> but we thought it would be a lovely idea to ask various industry professionals what advice they would give to themselves when they first started out so we've got actors producers directors stage management designers fight directors like we've tried to cover everything so that's on our website you can watch them on our twitter or you can watch them on our instagram at muckamumble obviously one of the main things we talk about on here is audience experiences so what stories have you got to tell us the first time i ever I remember feeling the collective power of an audience was seeing Jerusalem. Such a incredible, all-encompassing performance from all the cast and an amazing story. I was just captivated from the minute it started, as were the rest of the audience around me. And there's nothing like gasping at the same time as you know, hundreds of other people yeah. or turning to your left and seeing the woman next to you also sobbing her eyes out. It's incredible. So much of the play, although we rehearse and we perfect and research everything that we can to do with telling the story, there's so much of it that is actually out of our control and is in the hands of the audience. I was in a production of Volpone where Volpone is trying to seduce a young woman and she's having absolutely none of it. It's not a very nice scene. In the middle of the stage, there was a bed that rotated but it came up from beneath the floor and me and the actor who were then supposed to finish the scene which was a good 10 minutes longer on the bed with me sort of trying struggling to get away from him and the day before the uh, the bed did not come up from the floor and the actor was looking down going oh my god oh my god oh my god the bed's not coming up okay what are we going to do because I'm supposed to be sort of thrown on the bed um, against my will and now we have nothing to play the scene on and there is a giant hole in the floor. We continued the scene and, and he threw a blanket down and sort of pushed me down onto it and stuff and, and it was fine but the next day you know we we teched it again to make sure it was working. The next day we had a Q&A after the show and the bed came up just fine but during the scene the the actor playing Volpone I remember was was sort of 
doing his lines brilliantly, but also just keeping one eye on the bed to see that it was coming up, to see that there wasn't going to be a hole in the floor, to kind of better prepare for what would happen if the bed didn't come up. In the Q&A afterwards, a woman put her hand up and said that she just wanted to say how sort of sensitively the seduction scene was handled because of how unsure the lead character was playing Volpone at the time by sort of looking down and then looking at the girl and looking down and looking at the girl and of course I I was like well, oh my god he he wasn't doing that he was looking to see if the bed was coming up but isn't that amazing that an audience member was like wow that was a real vulnerability in a character that we hadn't seen that then after we'd heard that we then considered that and you know maybe took that into performance and it's something that you hadn't even thought of and I think that's what's amazing about audiences audiences can come out and there's you can't tell what they're going to think even though you can paint somebody as a goodie or a baddie they might not see it that way and that's what I love about audiences not to mention like the comments that you hear afterwards sometimes I did a first encounters comedy of errors with the RSE and we worked with a bunch of kids from different schools from all around Britain and you're feeling pretty good about yourself you know you're doing Shakespeare for the Royal Shakespeare Company oh yeah you've hit the big time the kids get to ask you questions and you're like wow okay I've got to make sure that I'm saying the right thing here I'm talking to kids but all they want to know is did you kiss with tongues they don't care about, you know, you practicing your monologue in the, in the bedroom mirror. They don't care about that. They want to know, do you actually love this person that you're pretending to love right now? I was wearing a dress and a girl said to me, she was like, you're really pretty. And then she looked at the, uh, <laughs> the lead guy and was like, you look like a vampire though. <laughs> amazing. Or we'd be walking through a school and they'd go, wow, are you from Comedy of Errors from the Royal Shakespeare Company? And we'd go, yep, we are. And then they put their hands out to like high five us and then did the loser sign on, on their foreheads. <laughs> it's like being bullied all over again. <laughs> but they were an excellent audience. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, sometimes you don't want them to sit quietly. Oh God, no, no. It's so yeah, amazing. exactly. It's amazing. So actually one of the most amazing but terrible audience experiences I've ever had was I was watching a production of Flare Path in the West End and I can't remember what had happened in the scene but I don't know the play very well but the something had happened I think somebody had walked in on somebody having an affair and there was this huge silence and you know everyone's like <gasps> and then somebody's phone went off which I hate <laughs> but this person their ringtone was the good the bad and the ugly so, like, there was this amazing moment, like this filled silence, and then he heard, <laughs> it was horrendous. I was crying with laughter, and so was everybody else around me, and it completely ruined this. So, I hate phones in an audience, but that really is will always stand out in my memory. So the last thing that we get the guests to talk about on this podcast is a charity that they would like to highlight to listeners. So I guess I'd just like to highlight again Roldal's Marvellous Children's Charity, who are 
a really small charity, despite the name of the big writer in front of their name, but they support seriously ill children and young people who have long-term serious conditions that are often overlooked. And they have specialist nurses called Roldar's Marvellous Nurses, who are specially trained to look after the child and make that child's life a little bit more marvellous and the life of the family as well help the family adjust to the life that they will lead with their child for however long that child's life may be so if I if you can support them in any way you can that would be amazing absolutely that's brilliant thank you very much pleasure thank you so much for having me no not at all no you've been fab and yeah I get merry Christmas I guess (laughs) merry Christmas everyone merry merry Christmas (laughs) And may God blesses everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Missing an Audience, hosted by Jake Leonard. With music by Dave Morris, publicity design by Ben Hollands, and voiceover by Rebecca Klee. We'd love to hear your favourite audience experiences and how COVID-19 has affected you. So feel free to get in touch with us on Twitter at MissingAnAord. If you want to donate or find out more about the charities our guest was talking about, you can find the links in the description below. In the meantime, keep safe, keep well, and be kind. Next time, we're joined by the creators of Not Another Theatre podcast, Joseph Weiner and Daniela Harrison. Experience of being in an audience that I've loved. I've got a couple and you can cut one out if one's really boring. So a couple I of hope years. one of these is with me. I really hope so. That would be nice. I'm actually really sorry. I don't, think, I don't think any of them are. I can add a fourth one. Uh, All my experiences <laughs> with Daniela are really fantastic. So they just... It's too hard to pick one. It's too hard to pick one. Um, Okay, sure, sure.